What's up, peeps? Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Night one of WrestleMania 36 just ended, and I thought it was pretty decent. For working with what they had, they put on a pretty damn good show. Unless you have a huge stadium, a huge crowd, and huge production, it's never truly going to be a WrestleMania, but I appreciate the show they put on and the risk that everybody involved took. So I'm going to give you, uh, excuse me, the results of the matches, who I picked to win them yesterday, some of my thoughts on the matches, plus we got a lot, a lot of wrestling news. How some superstars not with the company felt about them continuing with WrestleMania, what did Donald Trump tell all the major sport guys about wrestling this summer? We got a big show, so let's get to it. The pre-show. The pre-show started with Drew Gulak versus Cesaro. Now, I didn't even know this match was going to happen, but if it was, I actually would have went with Gulak. But in the end, Cesaro did win it, and I was happy for him. And like I said yesterday, they are building up a little steam in that faction, so more power to them. After that, they did move on to the main show. They did have Rom Gronkowski hosting, which he barely hosted, but he had his buddy Mojo Riley there. It was pretty cool. The opening match was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors. As I predicted on my last show, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross would win the titles. And as I predicted, they did win the women's tag team goal. So they're your new champs. After that, they did have King Corbin versus Elias. As I predicted, Elias would win, and that's exactly what happened. After a couple backs and forths, he rolled them up into a, like a small package pin. He held King Corbin's tights, and Elias took the win. Let's hope they give him the proper push he deserves, even though I highly doubt they will. We then had Becky versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw's women's title. Becky showed up in her lame fucking truck rig. It was super stupid. These chicks really put it all on. I thought the ending of the match sucked, to be honest. I see and uh, what you call it, Becky did win. She pinned her in some really, really crazy way. I, mean, I can't even explain it. I don't want to be rambling on. But Becky kept her belt. The ending of the match definitely sucked. And I do see Baszler taking that title from her come Monday on Raw. Mark my words. After that, we had Daniel Bryant versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, on the last match, real quick, I did pick Baszler to win, and she didn't, blah, blah, blah. But uh, this match, Daniel Bryant versus Sami Zayn, I picked Sami Zayn to keep his title. The match was nutty. For the first five minutes, Zayn legit kept running out of the ring and running away from Daniel Bryan. Once his cronies were booted from ringside, the action started. At Towards the end, Daniel Bryan came off the top ropes and out of nowhere, Zayn hit him with his halluva kick for the win. So Zami Zayn did retain his title. After that, they did have the triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown tag team belts. I've been telling you, Pete, for over a week that Miz would not be there due to him being sick at the time of taping. So, representing each tag team, it was Kofi Kingston, Jimmy Uso, and John Morrison. 
those three had a three-way match for the belts. Uh, it was pretty fucking good, man. They tried to go all out. There was tons of ladder action. In the end, all three of them were on their own ladder, and they were all reaching for the belt. They actually pulled that, uh, they took it off the hook, but didn't take the belts off. You know that metal piece that holds the belts on it? All three of them were fighting over that metal piece. Kofi and uh, Jimmy Uso headbutted Morrison. He fell off the ladder. They had the metal piece in their hand, but he actually took the belt straps with him. So even though he landed right on top of the ladder, he had the belt. And like I predicted, the Miz and Morrison are still your new tag team champs. Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey. After that, we did have the Messiah of Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Rollin had a dope Messiah-type robe when he came out. It was fucking awesome. I did predict that Kevin Owens would win. And Kevin Owens actually did win by disqualification. Seth got himself DQ'd to save face. After the match, Owens called him out from inside the ring and said, You're a bitch. Let's restart this match and let's make it a no DQ match. Seth came back in the ring. The match was restarted. Seth was calling him a fat piece of crap and all that. KO actually climbed up to the top of the WrestleMania sign, landed on Rollins, got him in the ring, and he picked up the win. Once again, for twice that night, KO is your winner, and like I said, I did predict him. All right, peeps, I'm rambling on, so let me come take a break real quick. We got bills to pay. I got the rest of the night, night one of WrestleMania. I'm telling you, there were some good matches and some good surprises. That Undertaker-AJ Styles match was fucking wild. And then, like I said, I do got some great wrestling news for you. So we'll be right back. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember to follow us on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. Show us some love. Let's get back to night one of WrestleMania 36. After the last match, we did have Goldberg versus Braun Strowman for the Universal title. I believe I picked Goldberg to win. Right off the bat, Goldberg speared Braun three times in a row, yet Strowman kicked out. Goldberg hit him with a fourth spear, then he went to put Braun in a jackhammer. Braun reversed it, and he power slams uh, Goldberg four times. The fourth one was a running uh, power slam. Boom. One, two, three. The match was not even five minutes long, but holy fuck. Braun Strowman is your new and finally Universal Champion. And after that, the match they chose to close out the show, which I think was a very good choice, was AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. It was a very cool match. It was held that night in the cemetery. It was kind of like, if you remember the Wyatt family, how they had their barn. It was kind of like that, but it was at nighttime. Uh, I love when they do stuff like that. It reminds me of the 90s. If you ask me, they should film all of wrestling like this until the crowds are able to return and watch it live because it was dope. Also, the American Badass did return. Towards the start of the match, Taker went to put AJ's head or something through a window. 
Uh, his arm went through too much and a breakable glass wasn't that breakable and he fucked his arm up. If you've ever seen anybody punch a car window or a window or did it yourself, you know those cuts are like none other. Like they make your arm, pieces of your arm swell up. It looks fucking crazy. So pieces of his arm were all swelled up. Looked like bone was sticking out even though it wasn't. It was just bruising. Blood was leaking from his arm. All at the beginning of the match. Uh, Undertaker put AJ in the grave, but before he could bury him, the club showed up. They brought a bunch of druids with them, like the guys who come down with Undertaker in the, in the uh, excuse me, the capes and the robes. The club was standing in front of a barn. These lights lit up. The doors of the barn fell down, and like six or eight druids came out. Uh, uh, what you call it? They went around Undertaker, and Undertaker was like, fuck it. He took them out, and then uh, Gallows and Anderson tried getting him. He took them out. Then AJ got the jump on him. AJ actually knocked the Undertaker into the grave with a shovel. He said, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Before he could bury the Undertaker with the dirt, Undertaker appeared behind him. He rose like the phoenix of the ashes, like the shadow. Boom, and he beat AJ's monkey's ass. They moved the fight to the top of the farmhouse-like barn, and then Gallows and Anderson showed up again. He actually just fucked them up and threw them off the barn. He then had AJ on the roof. AJ was copping, please, like, please, please, don't, don't, all this bullshit. Uh, what you call it? Undertaker chokeslammed him off the roof right to the ground. It was on some pallets, you know, there's probably shit under there, but still he lit hard. He went after AJ, and he's like, you still want to talk? What's my wife's name? You remember her now? Why don't you call me an old man like you were doing a whole match? Or make front of... It was, it was just fucking crazy, dude. Or make front of me, he's saying. He went after AJ. He said, you still want to talk? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what you called? He said, stay with me, son. We're just getting started. He continued to talk smack, and he carried AJ on the shoulder to the grave. AJ was copping, please. Like, please, I'm sorry. Don't bury me. Please, please, please. Undertaker's holding him up, and he's like, you know what? You fought good, man. I'm going to let you go. He hugged him. Undertaker turned around, and he turned around again. Boom. Gave him a big boot right into the grave. Undertaker went to the machine that held all the dirt and proceeded it to jump to dump it and bury AJ's ass. Rest in peace, AJ Styles. Your winner is Undertaker. As he grabbed, oh, excuse me, as he walked away, there was a tombstone there. It was covered by moss. Undertaker grabbed it with his hand as he walked by, and it read AJ Styles. They showed AJ's glove sticking up from the dirt in the grave. Taker got on his bike, and at the house behind him, flames just shot out all behind it. He put his arm up like he always does, and then he rode away. I'm telling you, it was fucking awesome. It's like when they used to go on locations and do the fucking shoots. It's like the final deletion with Matt Hardy. And it's got me excited for tomorrow's night Cena and Fiend match because they filmed it like this also. Like I said, until they get crowds back in the arena, they should film all their shows like this. Now we do have night two tomorrow. The matches that we have left are SmackDown's women champion Bailey. Versus Sasha Banks, versus Tamina, versus Lacey Evans, versus Naomi. We also have Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. We have the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory. We also have Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. We got the Last Man Standing match, which is Edge versus Randy Orton. We got the Firefly Funhouse match, which is John Cena versus The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. 
We had the NXT Women's Championship match, which is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And we also have the WWE Championship match, which is Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. And I apologize. I was saying Braun won the Universal title. Brock's got that title, I believe. Braun won the blue one, the SmackDown one, but he's still the fucking world champ. More details about Vince and WrestleMania have come to light. According to a report from Sports Illustrated, Vince McMahon was trying to get the event to take place at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, with no fans in attendance. Of course, the situation was very fluid and obviously changed as the virus became more severe. While he waited until the last minute, McMahon was told by the mayor of Tampa, Florida that it wasn't going to happen. City officials were concerned about the event taking place, empty stadium or not, amid a pandemic. Also, the stadium would have been a major problem in terms of being impossible to avoid showing all the empty arena seats. As in the recent weeks, WWE has altered their TV camera angles to avoid showing the empty seats in the performance center. According to Sports Illustrated, Vince McMahon was about the only person who wanted to continue on with the show this weekend. McMahon basically had no other choice but to move the show to the WWE Performance Center in Orlando. The idea of canceling the event would have gone against Vic McMahon's uh, business principles of the show must always go on. The site reports that postponing the event would have been a nightmare due to the fact that the rest of the year is basically already booked. Believe what you will, but as it pertains to that, uh, we all know WWE books their TV on a weekly basis these days. Of course, some of the long-term feuds are booked in advance, but Vince McMahon knows that, that he that, excuse me is known to change things at the snap of a finger. Uh, things are, pre- are not looking pretty good this summer. Uh, also, listen to me. I'm rambling on, so I should take a commercial. I apologize, but things aren't looking any better for sports this summer either. The president Donald Trump announced live today when he did his little presentation that he would be speaking to the heads of all major sports, including Vince McMahon himself. During the meeting, Trump said that he believes that NFL will start on time in September, but that's not really a realistic goal. He doesn't know. But WWE might have to sacrifice another huge event, according to the WWE Hall of Famer, Donald Trump. The social distancing guidelines are likely to continue, and it will be a long time before anything can go back that resembles being normal. The idea that sports can return around August or September is not good news for SummerSlam. It's also terrible news for AEW's Double or Nothing event on May 23rd. All right, Pete, so I'm going to take a break real quick. When I get back, I got CM Punk's thoughts, Enzo Amore's, and Ryback's thoughts about Vince McMahon choosing to go on with WrestleMania. So make sure you come back. All right, Pete, let's finish up this show. We got some CM Punk news. Now, we know CM Punk is no stranger to speaking his mind. Punk had an interview with No Sports Report. He talked about Vince still going on with WrestleMania this year. He said, Vince is being stubborn. What do I know? 
I know that the WWE brass gets hell-bent out of shape when I talk about it, but I think there should be some sort of discourse. There needs to be a conversation about it. If you look at what's happening with Major League Baseball, and it is, they talk about it and they talk about pushing opening day. Even from just a business standpoint, from a fan standpoint, you gotta push the date. You gotta reschedule. Have it in June. Have it in July. Maybe you can have it in an open arena in the Midwest where it's normally freezing cold. But to just, it's like they canceled, but they're still doing it. It's very strange to me. And how, and they also asked them, how, how must the other WWE superstars feel about this situation? Punk said, I think it's completely strange. I hear all the rumor of who's sick and you got all these guys. Whether the culture has changed or not, they're gonna go they're gonna be going to their job scared. So when they're gonna go show up and get somebody else sick, that's how the virus works. Instead of being a leader and taking charge and being like, hey, you know what? Let's reschedule this, let's refund everybody their money. I also think as a performer, man, that sucks. That's gotta suck. I totally it's totally gotta be the worst thing ever. Uh, WWE Today has censored another superstar, but this time it was actually their golden boy, John Cena. It's likely because he buried the Fiend's gimmick. He referenced Bray Wyatt's previous Husky Harris gimmick, and he, but this is what he said. He was in an interview and he also said, I also know that the Fiend is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is Husky Harris. It's Husky Harris in a mask, and I'm not afraid of the Fiend. WWE took the video down. Random news, this is what Enzo and Ryback thought about WrestleMania. In his recent interview with Chris Van Belief, Enzo Amore, aka The Real One, gave his thoughts about WrestleMania being held at the Performance Center. And they also asked him if he'd be watching. He said it's horrendous. He asked me for my honest opinion. I've had more wrestling matches in an empty performance center, and oh my god. I couldn't imagine being told that I'm going to go back there to do WrestleMania. I feel for the Baileys and the Charlottes and the Sashas of the world, the Corbins and the Eliases, that they have countless matches under their umbrella, and just like fuck. I can't wait to pop Michael Cole sitting at ringside. If I can't get a fucking pop at a Jerry Lawler, my day will be made here at WrestleMania. I don't know what he's saying, but that's exactly what he said. And on if he's going to watch WrestleMania or not. I couldn't sit through that, man. I couldn't sit through a performance center WrestleMania. The reason why I say that is because I watched a quarter inch of the footlong bullshit they served to you guys the other day. I saw it last week, whatever it was, SmackDown, I believe, that they were airing before the 316 Raw. I said I couldn't bring myself. I love Stone Cold more than maybe any other wrestler that's ever existed. I couldn't bring myself to watch a 316 in a performance center just because how painful I know it probably was for him because it was just a payday. Let's just fucking be honest with each other. And this is what Ryback said. He jumped in on it too. He said, no. And this is something with shareholders too from a stock standpoint. The long-term WWE consequences of this. Because this information is, you can't hide this stuff anymore. It's going to come out. It's going to come out that the talent, 
WWE is going to come up with some creative bullshit excuse that they couldn't get the coronavirus testing. All these other sports teams around the world, people with money have access to coronavirus testing, especially with what they're doing. You would think it would be made more available. And that is true because WWE is just pretty much checking temperatures and that's it, which is fucked up. As Ryback said, like from a government standpoint, guys, if you're going to run, okay. We're not going to tell you right now, but you guys need to make sure you have testing for every talent in the place every time that you're going to put them in the ring because of the risk that you're putting all of them at. And it's not that when I saw that it was just screening, I go, all they care about is getting this done for whatever reason. Vince is saving grace. But under normal business circumstances, I'd be like, great. You don't want to lose money as a business, but you're sacrificing human lives for no reason. And finally, I think a lot more is going to come out of this as it goes on. Dave Meltzer also agrees. I don't know why. I feel people that are hiding the needs that this needs to be talked about and that they're not actually testing for coronavirus because I don't believe that they are. And if they are, it's being hidden because if it came out that one of them they tested actually positive, they'll never officially say that one of their talent does have it. Where in the NBA, they were forced to shut down operations because of the spread. This is a Nazi situation, man. And it is what he's saying is true. Like he said, they are just doing the regular temperatures and all that. They say nobody in WWE has got the coronavirus right now. But you know Vince McMahon, man. Even though I love his product and I think he's awesome, they'll lie to save fucking face. They'll act like everybody doesn't have it, just like AEW does. All right, peace. Well, that's it for this show. I apologize. Usually I do the YouTube video first, so I go through the script. And then when I come to the podcast, I pretty much got it down because I know where I fucked up the first time. This time I wanted to bring this guys bring this right to you guys. So it was my first run through and it was pretty sloppy. I apologize. But thank you for sticking with me and thank you for tuning in. I will be back tomorrow night after night two of WrestleMania with the results plus some new stories and my opinions. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms. Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1. I'll see you soon, peeps. Ciao.